uh, and I am no expert in the matter, I could just tell you that I'm more than confident that when I was first having these symptoms, if I did what I did now, I don't think my Crohn's would be as bad. Oh, hey there. What's up, friends? Hey, so if you're new to my podcast or my channel, my name's Tony Brado. I talk about health, wellness, and social interaction. You know, I've really made a point, especially the last few episodes, to dive deep into what's uh, making us tick. Everything from financial independence to mental health in particular, physical health, I talk a lot about. One thing that's really passionate to me, and I'm trying to, you know, feel more comfortable talking about it, having Crohn's disease. And if you don't know Crohn's disease, I'm going to read some stuff for you. I'm asking, is there a cure for Crohn's disease? And the short answer is no. Fuck no. There's not. There's not a cure for a lot of stuff, if you don't know, which is kind of terrifying when, you know, I was first diagnosed uh, almost five years ago, and I went down this rabbit hole of all these chronic diseases. There's not a lot of cures uh, at all. I know there's a lot of doctors and specialists that are doing some work, but like, what the hell have you been doing all day? It's been decades since this chronic disease has been around, uh, you know, things like cancer and uh, all these other diabetes. I mean, you can go down the list. But it's even more terrifying to me that um, you realize how many people have Crohn's disease or some type of gastrointestinal disease. There's a lot. I'm going to read some stats with you, but at the end of this video, if you do suffer from Crohn's disease, this might be a value to you because I do give you my advice of what I've been able to do. You know, nothing is concrete or guaranteed by any means uh, with any type of disease, and I am not a healthcare professional. Uh, I'll even leave a little disclaimer here. Tony Barato is not a healthcare professional. You should definitely see a doctor and not listen to anybody on the internet if they do not have any certifications or qualifications. Tony Barato will be simply sharing what has worked for him and is now in remission without having any type of Crohn's outbreaks. Please enjoy the rest of this video. I mean, for me, it's been life-changing, the decisions I've made to help, and it is going against, essentially, what a lot of doctors that I've seen. I saw three specialists, two in Orlando, one in Tampa, because, you know, they're just doing what they got to do, but it's a little funky that they just wanted to give me medication, and that's all I took was medication, medication, medication. And then uh, I will shout out Humira, because there's a lot of issues with Humira, I think, and a lot of people that I talk to that have tried it, not just for Crohn's, but for other stuff. It doesn't work for everybody, and there's a lot of side effects, and I got a ridiculous unbelievably disgusting infection uh, on my legs with that. Thank goodness, no scarring, no uh, trace of it, but it was it was pretty gnarly. And it all started with something as stupid as a like a pimple or an ingrown hair on my leg. You know, when you're on this medication with Humira that essentially suppresses the immune system even more, so that way your body could fight off chronic disease that you have. In my case, it was Crohn's. That's kind of essentially what Humira does and, and some of those other drugs. Again, not a professional, but that's in a nutshell what they told me. So because of that, you're more prone to disease and I only took that for about a year. And that doesn't mean Humira doesn't work for everybody. Uh, a few people that I talked to that took Humira and they've seen some positive results. And I'm going to kind of go through what worked for me at the end of this video. But before we get into that, I do kind of want to talk a little bit about Crohn's. If you don't know what Crohn's is, it's kind of interesting because Crohn's disease is a chronic inflammatory condition of the gastrointestinal tract. Who is affected by Crohn's? So IBD, which is inflammatory bowel diseases, affects an estimated 3 million Americans. Men and women are equally likely to be affected by Crohn's disease. The disease can occur at any age, but Crohn's disease is most often diagnosed in adolescents and adults between the ages of 20 and 30. Now, funny enough, I actually got, not funny enough, but I actually got Crohn's disease, um, or I was diagnosed rather, when I was in my mid-20s. But they didn't know what it was. I mean, going back now, I could say that I had it because uh, I was going to the hospital numerous times for it. it 
was to the point where almost every two months I would have to go to the hospital. And my Crohn's issue was a little bit different than most you might hear. You know, most people when they think of Crohn's are like, oh, so Tony, you can't have buffalo wings because then you'll have to run to the bathroom right away. That's the opposite of what happens to me. What happens to me is I could pretty much eat anything I want. And in fact, I, I did for pretty much my entire life until this started happening. But I could eat anything I want. And then it would just come down to something would f make me flare up is, is what it's known as because essentially it's a scarring in the intestines. Because of that scarring, you know, your intestine is, is working to pass through food and waste and stuff. So uh, it would get clogged up. And for some people, it's the body reacts differently and needs to exit everything that's in there. Me, it doesn't happen like that. Me, because of where mine is, it's at the very, very bottom of my intestines. Spoiler alert. And it gets kind of clogged up like someone stepping on a hose. And then eventually I get all backed up. So I have to go to the hospital within hours because if not, I could have some really serious issues and I have to get pumped out. Actually shove a, um, I think it's NGT tube or NGG, something like that. The one that they pump stomachs with if you go in there and get uh, alcohol poisoning. But they actually go in there and they, they pump me out. So I have to have that tube inside uh, for days. And while I'm in the hospital, I can't eat or drink anything. They give everything through an IV so that way my body could get the nutrients while uh, I get pumped out and my intestines get a break. So yeah, it's pretty rough. But the good news is, you know, that was in my late 20s and it was happening for years and they didn't know what it was. They just kept giving me laxatives and meds trying to alleviate the blockage because every time I would have a CT scan, they would say I have blockage in my intestines. So they would just give me laxatives and stuff. And if you know anybody with Crohn's, that's the worst thing you take. And of course, you know, I don't know why they didn't send me to a specialist, but they didn't after a while. And then eventually I did see a specialist uh, under my own accord. And I went to a gastrologist, went through the motions of trying different things to see if it worked. Nothing did. Uh, the medication they gave me, nothing was working. You know, after the Humira thing wasn't working, I decided, all right, I need to take this in my own hands. And I started doing an elimination diet. And we'll get more into that at the end of the video. But really honing in and figuring out my diet really helped out a lot. But again, before we get into that, let's let's carry on talking about Crohn's because it's, it's kind of fascinating where, you know, not only can this disease affect folks in their 20s and 30s, studies have actually shown that between 1.5 and 20% of people with inflammatory bowel diseases have a first degree relative, such as a parent, child, or sibling, who also has this disease. So there's no concrete evidence that's, that it's uh, hereditary. In fact, I mean, I don't even think that they can even say that statement, but uh, it's interesting. Nobody in my family has it. I think there could be a lot of issues that cause IBDs. Most likely it's either stress-induced or it could be because of the food we eat. And again, I'm, not, I'm no doctor, but just from experience and the research that I've done, could it be hereditary? Maybe. We just don't know, right? Hopefully we'll know soon. It also says here, uh, and by the way, this is from Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, which uh, is a great resource. You are suffering from symptoms of Crohn's. But it says here, Crohn's disease can affect people from all ethnic backgrounds. The disease is more common in Caucasians, though the rates of Crohn's disease have increased amongst Hispanics and Asians. Interesting. So it's not racist, which is which is great. Crohn's disease can affect any part of the GI tract from the mouth to the anus but most common effects uh, are at the end of the small bowel and the beginning of the colon. Types of Crohn's disease, I'm not going to kind of lay out all these, but 
you could see the symptoms here, right? And each of these different diseases, depending on where it is in the intestines, uh, diarrhea and cramping, nausea, vomiting, loss of appetite, weight loss, more diarrhea, <laughs> rectal bleeding. So all these are just not good. And you could tell the difference between these two diseases. I, I wanted to share this with you because I, I think it's interesting that so many people have this disease and something similar to it, but there's just not a lot of research that goes into the nutritional side of things. Again, I, I've done a lot of research and I studied this in depth. So there might be a website out there that I'm not familiar with, but the, the first couple pages here of the website to go if you have some type of IBD, and they're not talking anything about food. They're talking about the disease. And if you keep scrolling down, it'll continue to say there's no for sure treatments. These are some things that you can do to avoid it. Sure. My thing is though, out of all those millions of people, why can we not do like a mass study, a placebo study with Crohn's patients? I'd be more than happy to volunteer where we can figure out how eating right and eating healthy can can change symptoms. Because I am here to tell you, and a lot of what I've done was the effects that I got from Humira that I didn't want to continue on medication. So I decided to, to read more books about it and do more research. And I even had, because if you don't know, I have a podcast about health and wellness. Uh, so I even had a doctor, uh, Dr. Michael Greger, who wrote the book, uh, How Not to Die. He's got um, a really great website that you could check out. I'll leave the links in the description. Dr. Greger, uh, I had him on my podcast and we talked a lot about this and we talked about how eating plant-based, more plant-based could help a lot of issues. The whole idea is you have to take control of what you're eating and what's healthy for you. And that's what I decided to do. You know, I decided to really take control of my health and my eating because I didn't want to have Crohn's anymore. You see some of these symptoms and it's, uh, it was really tough for me. You know, I was, uh, I was 175 pounds. I was working out every single day. I was eating 4,000 calories a day. I was jacked. What I thought was the best shape of my life. And because of this disease, you know, I lost a lot of weight. My self-image uh, still is, struggles a little bit. Uh, you know, everyone says, oh, you're in great shape. And I mean, I'm in good shape. Yes, like health-wise, I'm in good shape. And I still work out all the time, but I'm substantially smaller in terms of muscle mass because I just can't eat as much food as I used to. Some people think that's a good thing. It's hard. It's very tough to to go from eating so much and working out so much and being so aggressive in the gym to not being able to do that stuff because stress induces a lot of these attacks for Crohn's patients. I, I noticed that as well, either with stress from work or stress from the gym. You know, if I'm doing too many deadlifts or squats or something like that, I could tell the difference. So it took me a few years to not be stubborn about it. You know, eventually I figured out I'm going to have to do this elimination diet. I got to figure out what's bothering me because it's it's got to be my food, right? Because nothing's changed. Over the course of my life, nothing's changed. Like if you think about it, even you, the only thing that changes is food really. And you know, when you eat fast food, you feel like shit. You do. So for someone who has Crohn's disease, when you eat those types of foods, imagine how you're going to feel. You're going to feel even more like shit. So what does that tell you? That probably tells you that that food might not be the best food. And then when I started thinking about that, I'm like, okay, so what else is bad food that I'm eating? And I went through the list. And it took me years, literally. It took me probably almost three years to figure this out. I went through cutting out my red meat first. I was still having issues. I was eating chicken and fish, and I was like, okay, let me try cutting out chicken. It sucks, but let me do it. I cut out chicken. I was still having issues. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe it's just because it's not organic chicken. That's what it is. I did grass-fed meat. I did organic chicken. I was still having issues. So I was like, all right, let me cut out everything except fish. Fish can't be bad for you. I'm going to eat the fish. Still having issues. I guess I got to be a vegan. <laughs> and I, I did it. Took me a long time. Probably took me about 18 months to really get get into it. Like, I'm, I don't eat as much anymore. Is It's all about, to me, the quantity of the food is very important, of course, which is why now I'm eating plant-based, organic, and it's really helped me. I have not been to the hospital for my Crohn's disease in almost two years. Is it because I'm eating more plant-based and 
no fast food, maybe, I don't know. I could just tell you that changing up my diet, eating more clean, no processed foods. I don't drink any hard alcohol anymore. I might have a glass of wine every every now and again. But eating clean, plant-based is very important, right? So that's the that's the quality. Quality of the food's got to be there. But also, if you're a Crohn's patient, I personally have found that the quantity is very important. I would even say more important, especially with how I deal with things. Of my issue that I explained earlier where I get backed up, sometimes I might go days without going to the bathroom. And, you know, you might go days too. I'm talking like days, like five days. And it gets very uncomfortable. I get bloated, excruciating cramps. Really what they are are muscle spasms where my intestines are just kind of going, some of the worst pain in my life. And when that happens, I realize that if I just um, maybe do some tea and I relax and don't eat, possibly some soup, and I just kind of give my intestines a break, I feel like that helps a lot. And it helps kind of calm down my intestines. Because essentially what, so all these other diseases, these IBDs, the intestines are just inflamed. They're on fire. They're swollen. They're scarred up. They're tight. So what do we got to do? Well, we have to keep them calm. And we have to keep them dormant. When I talk about quantity, that's what I mean is keeping it dormant. I do a lot of intermittent fasting. We keep forgetting, right, whether you have IBDs or not. You were born. You started eating food, I don't know, one, two, three years old. And ever since then, you've been eating three to six times a day. So your intestines is always working. It's Your stomach is always digesting food. It's okay to give it a break. You need to do the research about this because if you're dealing with an issue like this, it could be something as similar as give your intestines a break. And if you're early on in the process, I don't want to say it's going to heal itself because that's not going to happen, I'm sure. I'm more than confident that when I was first having these symptoms, if I did what I did now, I don't think my Crohn's would be as bad. I honestly believe that because I was doing so many stupid things when I was having this issue and I just thought it was cramps. You know, I thought it was constipation. I thought it was all this stuff. Of course, I'd get diagnosed. They'd say, hey, it's just constipation. Just take a, take a laxative. You'll be fine. Drink a lot of water, yada, yada. Have some Gatorade. That's what, this, is, this is the type of shit they used to tell me, these doctors. I would do that. And then two days later, I'd, I'd go downtown. I'd have like a late night burrito after getting wasted, having a bunch of whiskey. And we just can't live like that. You know, especially if you're having these, these intestinal issues, you're putting this liquid alcohol poison in your body. You're putting this food that's full of poison and chemicals in your body. And if you have these issues, it's going to make it worse. But hey, listen, live your life. <laughs> I'm just telling you what worked for me with this freaking disease is doing a lot of research, spending a lot of time doing some trial and error, writing everything down, doing an elimination diet, and really figuring out what I have to do to find this cure. You know, things I mentioned, it's not a cure. You know, I still have issues. I don't go to the hospital though anymore. And again, I think a lot of that has to do with the quantity of food that I'm eating, so the amount of times I'm eating in a day, and the quality of the food that I'm eating. I read the ingredients of everything. I don't have any dairy, so you just have to eliminate all the bullshit in your diet and all the stuff that you can't pronounce, just stop eating it and try it for 30 days, 40 days, 50 days. I guarantee you're going to feel a lot better. I just think it's good practice until our government and until the FDA and everyone else that is way above my pay grade, until they could figure out what we need to eat to be healthier. This is the best thing I think everyone should do. Either hunt and grill your own food or you have to read some labels. You know, having Oreos and Dunkaroos and Lunchables we thought it was a good idea 20, 30 years ago. Not a good idea anymore. We're smarter than that. So if you're dealing with Crohn's disease, I'm with you. 
I'd love to know in the comments if you're dealing with it. Let's connect. Maybe I can have you on my podcast. Maybe we could talk about it. Maybe you have something that you can leave in the comments for other people. Maybe there's things that I'm missing that maybe helped you if you have Crohn's disease. But I would definitely encourage you, if you haven't already, uh, to check out Crohn's and Colitis foundation.org really great website where there's a lot of resources and uh, it could give you a little bit more info on the disease there's a whole community of people that that have this disease don't feel like you're alone i hope this was beneficial i hope this helped uh, everything's in the description below along with all the gear and everything that i use uh, for my podcast and for this channel so you know hopefully this was of some value to you guys and uh, listen i'm with you man let's do this together all right stay healthy friends peace